Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro with you. Our final Thursday of the month of May. Eagles continuing in week five, actually wrapping up week five of the off-season conditioning program, virtually, of course. We're going to hear from one of the leaders of this football team in this podcast, entering his 11th season as a Philadelphia Eagle. Brandon Graham will join the podcast in a bit. We're also going to introduce you to a new podcast series that we are starting with our Eagles Entertainment brand. It's called Return Game, presented by Novacare Rehabilitation. And in it, we're going to take a look at some of the iconic Eagles games in history. First up, the House of Pain game, 1991. I was there. I'll talk here with Merrill Reese, with Seth Joyner about that game just very briefly, and we'll tease it. The podcast will launch on Friday. It is a great series, one of many to come, so make sure you enjoy that. I also want to involve you, and thank you for listening to the Eagles Insider Podcast. We're going to start a mailbag, and the way it's going to work is I direct you to go to the Eagles Insider account on Twitter, at Eagles Insider. Use the hashtag Insider Podcast and just ask a question. It can be a question that I can answer. It can be a question that you want me to go get answered for you, a question for a player or a member of the organization, head coach Doug Peterson, general manager Howie Roseman, whoever it may be. Get your questions into our mailbag here, and we will periodically run through those questions, get you the answers, and have a lot of fun with it. Once again, go to the Eagles Insider account on Twitter, at Eagles Insider. Use the hashtag InsiderPodcast, and I will go search through those for the best questions and get the answers for you right here on the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Let's start the podcast with a tease. I've been working on reaching out to all 10 draft picks to talk about what they think about their New Jersey numbers. And I reached number one draft pick Jalen Rager this week, and here's a bit of what he had to say about Jersey number 18. And my superstitions with numbers. Uh, No, I'm not. You know, um, in high school, I wore number one. Then I got to college and... uh, I had to wear number 18. So, um, you know, I'm not I'm not superstitious with numbers at all because my junior year, I had to, I, you know, I chose to switch to the number one. And originally I wanted that when I first got to college because it was my high school number. But no, I'm not suspicious with numbers at all. Um, I feel like the player makes the number. And um, I'm looking forward to do that in 18 for the Philadelphia Eagles. So again, in just a short amount of time here, once I get the final Eagles draft pick under wraps here, talking about his jersey number, we'll have that. What's in a Jersey number podcast for you right here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. Also, want to let you know that on Monday, John Ferrari, who is in charge of the Eagles compliance, will be joining the podcast talking about rules changes in effect for the NFL in 2020. And we're going to find out very shortly here what those rules changes are going to be and how they impact the game. So John will join me for Monday's podcast. That will be a great listen. Let's turn it over now to somebody I've talked to a lot in this offseason, one of our favorite Eagles players who made this incredible play in Super Bowl 52. Uh Brady gets hit. The ball is out. And Philadelphia has it. Brandon Graham was one of the guys who got in there. Hi, Eagles everywhere. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro coming to you from my Novacare Complex virtual studio 
and I'm joined by Eagles defensive end Brandon Graham, who I have spent so much time in this offseason with on these Zoom calls with our season ticket members. And Brandon, it's interesting. You really allow fans to see your world, your family, inside your home. And I'd like to start with that. Why is that so important for you to have that relationship with the fan base? Uh, you know, just to let them know that, um, you know, we appreciate them and just to, you know, for them, you know, following us, um, you know, welcome into the, you know, life of, you know, what we do, normal people, you know, have similar in interests in some, for some people and just, you know, you just want to have that connection, especially while you're playing. And BG, for you, you're going through the same thing that we're all going through here into our third month of this quarantine what have you learned about yourself and what has this period of time taught you? Uh, well, you know, I've been trying to, um, you know, read a lot more. Um, you know, I've been picking up more books and trying to, you know, occupy my time other than my phone. You know, so that's been helpful. Um, you know, work like really showing how, mu how much you really love football with what we me working, you know, working out because you have to adjust and you have to go through virtual workouts. You know, you can't, you know, in the beginning it was tough because you got to you got to find that stuff within, especially if you need somebody there to push you. You know, sometimes um, I feel like, you know, it, it only made me stronger, you know, in my mind even more uh, than I was um, before. BG, how are those workouts going, and what kind of shape are you in? Are you in pretty much the same kind of shape you'd be in in a normal offseason? I think so. I think I've been working really hard, uh, haven't taken any days off. We really wish I could get a massage because uh, <laughs> usually I incorporate that during this time, but it's all good. Um, you know, I've been grinding, been going hard, making sure that I do my part with Norma Tech and my legs and, you know, stretching and trying to, um, you know, you got more time now. So it's, re it's pretty much your, your choice to, you know, on how you going to handle your body. So I try to make sure I, I make the right choice and take care of it. What you don't have is work on the field. And I, I wonder, do you, do you miss getting out there in those OTAs and running around and just kind of getting a sense of what the defense can be? Yeah, it makes it, it makes it, you really appreciate it a lot more. Um, you know, it depends on how you look at it. Some people are like, well, let's see how this is, you know, uh, and if, if things go right, you know, maybe we don't have an OTA, you know what I'm saying, during the offseason. But it just feels long, you know, real long. It's cool. I get it. But, you know, we do I, – I do like this time before because you kind of get those camp feet before you even get to camp. And, you know, you kind of know what to expect. And you just kind of pick up where you left off. Um, and you can kind of hit the ground running at that point because it's game time. What has Doug done? I know in the past, you know, you have the, the contests at the Novacare Complex and you have the championship belt go to the champion after the end of the offseason program. What has Doug done to build camaraderie in a virtual world? Do you feel that you guys are creating that even though you can't physically touch each other? Well, you know, we've been able to talk to uh, different motivators like, you know, Steve Kerr and now you see we had uh, Phil Jackson. And so um, being able to you know, keep everybody motivated. I feel like as a head coach, you got to be a great motivator. And so only thing it made me want to do is, you know, work harder today at my workout and, you know, um, take it one day at a time, continue to enjoy this time before July sneak up on us. And then we back kind of doing our thing again. And so uh, I think that, um, you know, the biggest thing is 
is making sure that you motivate your guys. And I think that's a check off my off the box right there because Doug has done that and, you know, kept in contact and, and having open communication with what's going on and how we're going to do things. So uh, as long as you can stay on the same page and keep everybody focused, I think uh, Doug done a, done a good job of that. Uh, you headed in the right direction. We kind of address it, everything when we get back together. What do you get out of hearing Steve Kerr and Phil Jackson? They were NBA champions as players and as coaches. What do you get out of hearing those guys speak to the team? Uh, you know, you you start to you start to compare and see what you already kind of got that you you know that you know is right, and and then you kind of go with some some new things that you like. Oh man, I think we can kind of do some of this stuff. You know, I think we're doing some of this already, uh, and so. We just got to make sure that we don't let this happen if this happened. You know, if they give us a scenario or different things that happen on the team that if they didn't address, then it would have went this way. You know, um, I was just even thinking about um, like when, when you watch the, the Utah game um, against, you know, the Bulls uh, and how, you know, film study right now, getting to your film study, like Michael Jordan knew Carl Malone, you know, was going to get the ball and, you know, in, in this moment and he do he set up a certain way and I'm going to stay here and I'm going to steal it. You know what I'm saying? I'm because he ain't going to see me. And, you know, and, and I heard Phil say before the, he called a timeout before that play happened and said, if we get the ball back, um, what you going to do? Do y'all want to take a timeout or do you want to keep it running? And, you know, uh, like right now we can get ahead on film study. That's what I'm saying. Like he was just saying, like, I want to take, Michael Jordan has said, hey, I want to take um, I want to keep it going because they they know us to take a time out and call a play. And so they can be ready for it. And they was good at being ready for it. But they was like, you know, to switch it up on them. They went and didn't call a timeout, And then that great the greatest play happened. You know, so I just feel like, um, you know, get your film study in, you know, try to take advantage of this time. Uh, what we've been doing. And I think uh, Doug has done a good job of just voicing all that stuff. Well, these are tricks of the trades that veterans like you can use. Uh, BG, you have never recorded a double-digit sack season in your career. Is that something that's important to you 11 years into the NFL? Yeah, yeah. Get stronger as I continue to keep going, you know. Uh, and so double digits, man, that that just let me know uh, I'm getting stronger, you know. And so I think that, um, man, I really believe it's going to happen, and it's going to happen soon, sooner than later. Well, I got to tell you, you're only three sacks ahead of Fletcher Cox in the all-time Eagles rankings. And I wondered, I asked Fletch this as well, do you think it's important to you that you finish ahead of Fletcher in all-time sacks when both of your careers are ended? And are you going to put a wager on this at some point? Uh, that would be cool, especially if it's, um, you know, I plan on taking off, taking it, taking off soon. Uh, this year, though, uh, so I'm, I'm gonna try to definitely make a wager on it. If, it, uh, if he take over, if he if he get ahead of me, I make a wager on it, and that only push me. Hey, yeah, hey, BG, I wonder, do you, do you have a sense at all? I know you're not on the field. I know it's way early, but do you have a sense at all about this this defense and, and what you could be? I know what what it sounds like. You know, from what we talk about as a D line already on Zoom. You know, but. Um, we got to go prove it, you know? And so I can't, that's one thing I can't wait for. I really do believe we got some talent, talent in our room. And it's just all about how we work together, how we can push each other and, you know, correct each other when 
things, you know, aren't so good. So uh, that's what I'm more so ready for. And you only know that when you go through stuff. So right now um, I'm, I'm expecting, you know, just us just to be us, you know, and let us kind of police what we need to police and what we see that we need to work on and just be true to what you say, you know, and be a man of your word. You say you want to go there, you want to do this, push you here, then let's do that, you know. And so uh, I think that we we will be fine in, in our room, man. We the leaders of the team. D-line usually, D-line, O-line usually the leaders of the team start start with us. And so uh, if everybody see us pushing and going hard and talking back and forth and having fun, it'll, it'll be infectious. And, you know, who knows what, what, what you can get out your players when everybody's running around competing. And finally, BG, I know you've worked out with Darius Slay in this offseason, and I wondered what kind of questions he asks, what kind of level of excitement that he has about joining this football team. Your sense of Darius and the fit that he's going to have at the NovaCare Complex? Uh, I'm excited for him, man. You're going to get a funny guy. He is funny. You know, he's fun. Uh, somebody that's going to work hard every day. Um, competitor. You know, because when you out there on the island, you got to compete and then you got to make sure that you uh, you continue. Like, I think that um, Slay, you know, with me talking to him, you know, they got him up to speed. He knows what to expect. You know, he played with Swartz before. And so that's a bonus. He kind of understands what floor was what, what sports what Swartz uh, like to do. And so all they doing is kind of refreshing uh, his memory on stuff and giving them the new terminology for different things that he probably already knew. BG, thank you so much for your time. Continued good luck throughout this offseason. Can't wait to see you back at the NovaCare Complex. Appreciate you, man. Have fun at your virtual uh, house, uh, Eagles, NovaCare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my NovaCare, this is my NovaCare Complex virtual studio. I, yeah, I don't leave the house. Studio. I just do it all from here. Yeah, that's, that's right. You got to get you one. Yep, yep I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm Thanks, to be BG. Everywhere. I'm all in my closet everywhere. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. Take care. Okay, that is great stuff there from BG. Thank you very much for that, Brandon Graham. Now let's get you kind of ready to go with this new podcast that we do have coming out. It's going to be a great one because, look, as much as we are excited about the presence of the Philadelphia Eagles and what this team is capable of doing, you know, we're also really excited about the games we've seen in the past. So many of them, right? Just some great games, great moments, and we're kind of encapsulating all of them in what we call Return Game, presented by NovaCare Rehabilitation. And we're looking back at some of the great, iconic games in Eagles history. First up, from 1991, Buddy Ryan gone. Rich Kotite here. The Eagles offense, a mess. But the defense was awesome. And they went out to Houston, late season game, trying to make a playoff run. And they ripped up on the Houston Oilers in a game that we call the House of Pain. Why was it called the House of Pain? Well, we'll let Merrill Reese, the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, then and now give you a bit of the history of what it all meant. I will never forget Andre Waters went around the locker room screaming, they'll bring the house, we'll bring the pain. The whole week, they'll bring the house, we'll bring the pain. And boy, if they didn't. I can remember a hit by Wes Hopkins on Ernest Givens that you don't know how he ever got up. It was one thing after another. The thing about that, that, that was the game that was as intense as any of I have ever seen. And, and sometimes in a game you remember a great hit, 
like the playoff game against the Saints. We still remember the uh, the great hit by Sheldon Brown on Reggie Bush, but nothing, nothing throughout the game from beginning to end. The pounding and the head hunting was unbelievable. From a player's standpoint, it was all about the defense, and nobody had a better game than Seth Joyner, who was absolutely dominant. A couple of sacks, forced fumbles, fumble recoveries. He played sick, and he played one of his best games ever. And he talks about why that game was such a big moment in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles then and now, why it means so much, and why defense leads the way in Philadelphia. That game, along with the um, the body bag games really signifies in totality the dominance of our defense and the dominance of the of our defense in that era. And it kind of set the stage uh, for how that defense would be looked at and how all future generations of defenses will be judged. I mean, listen for for us as a as a unit, um, it was monumental. I mean, because we 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 literally took apart an offense that no one else in the NFL could handle or could deal with. Um, and then lastly, um, you know, it was a major game for myself, you know, from a statistical standpoint, it's probably the greatest statistical game that I ever played. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess, you know, from a history standpoint, you know, Philadelphia Eagles fans can always, you know, go back to YouTube or whatever venue, you know, they, they like to watch that game in. And really see the dominance and understand, you know, in a lot of ways from a defensive perspective, that's what Philadelphia Eagles defense, you know, looks like. That's what it should look like. That will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thanks so much to Peter Kelly, to Ray Doyle, and to John Ganode for helping me track down Jalen Rager for his what's in a jersey reaction. We'll have more of that coming your way. And reminder... On Monday, you won't want to miss John Ferrari, who is in charge of the Eagles' compliance, talking about the new rules changes for the 2020 season. Yeah, we're hopeful. We think it's going to happen. Stay tuned here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks so much for joining, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day, and fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles!